0: Hey friends, you're listening to Peel Matters on News Talk Saga 960. Today's conversation is brought to you by The Lussee Revolution, a food and climate justice podcast. I'm your co-host Rahul.
1: And I'm your co-host Rav.
0: And we're coming to you from Treaty 13 land, the traditional territories of the Wendat, Anishinaabek, Waudenosaunee, and Mississaugas of the Credit. We recognize the many nations of Indigenous people who currently live on this land, have spent time here, and ancestors who have hunted and gathered on this land. We also acknowledge the many people of African descent who are not settlers, but whose ancestors were forcibly displaced and made to work on these lands. We remain committed to both Indigenous sovereignty and Black liberation by engaging in allyship work and believe both are a key aspect of our food systems and the environmental movement. I'm so excited for our guests today. They're really bringing a spotlight on environmental issues at a time we know they are more urgent and of public concern than ever before. We've talked about this so many times. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to these conversations also. And I'm so happy we were able to pull this off because, um, you know, as with everything with the SNAP election, things have been moving so quickly. All of the partners and guests that we were able to get onto uh, this part one, and there is this part two coming up. They're very busy with their own projects and campaigns. So I'm really happy that we were able to find the time to chat with all of them.
0: Absolutely. Me too. And I won't let our audience wait any longer. Let's just get right into it. We're here with our second guest. We have Sarah and Essay from Green Pack. Welcome, Sarah and Essay.
2: Thanks
3: for having us.
0: So we're really excited to speak with Green Pack. Uh, like 350 Canada, they're doing some amazing work to connect. Um, people who want to learn more about our election, who want to vote and want to vote with the environment in mind. Um, And now, of course, we have a snap election before us, so we really wanted to take a chance to speak with them and the amazing work that they're doing. Some in our audience, uh, perhaps uh, more than some, would love to know what Green Pack is all about, so I would love if you could share with our audience um, what you do and Perhaps introduce each of yourselves and and the focus you have at the organization.
2: Sure. Uh, Well, my name is Sarah. I'm the executive director of Pack, which is um, a Canadian nonprofit organization that's working uh, to build environmental leadership and politics. Our goal is to see uh, planetary health. Be a major driving force in Canadian politics. And we do that in a few ways. One is we have a parliamentary internship for the environment. Um, we bring really great, young, exceptional um, environmental leaders to Ottawa and place them with change makers on Parliament Hill, where they can build their knowledge about how government works and they can support MPs who are trying to lead for the environment. That extra capacity can really make a big difference. Um, we also um, are working to build and support a movement of everyday folks out there who care about the environment and want to advocate for change, but maybe need a bit of support to figure out how to get started. SA leads that program. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as part of that, uh, during the election, we are leading a project called, or initiative called 100 Debates on the Environment. Um, That's about making sure that voters in every as many ridings as possible in Canada have a chance to hear from their candidates about what their plans are for the environment and climate, and um, lastly, during elections, we also endorse environmental leaders uh, across the major parties uh, so that voters have a choice um, if they want to uh, support an environmental leader where they live or maybe elsewhere, they can help them get to office by
3: offering them volunteer time or a donation.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing.
3: Yeah. And I'm essay. I'm the program manager of two interconnected programs. So like uh, Sarah mentioned, the Hunter Debates and the Everyday Advocates. And- for everyday advocates were supporting folks who are interested in environmental advocacy with the training and resources that they need to advocate for the issues they care about. And uh, similarly with 100 debates, giving people the resources they need to set up debates on the environment and talk to their candidates about what they will be doing. Um, If they are elected
1: awesome Thank you so much, Sarah and Essay, for uh, kind of walking us through who you are and a little bit about the different projects that green pack has going on it sounds like there's lots of different projects and campaigns on the go. Um, And essay you mentioned the hundred debates for the environment and I want to focus on that for just a second because. Um, I think it's probably perhaps the biggest event that you have kind of on the go right now. And I think it's a great opportunity for listeners um, to learn more about it and see how they can get involved. So can you tell us a little bit more about the uh, 100 Debates for the Environment and perhaps how our audience can get involved or support this initiative?
3: Yeah, for sure. So 100 Debates started out in 2019, and that was really a chance for people to put the environment on the radar during an election making sure that candidates know that it's an important issue that Canadians want to hear from them about and what their plans are going to be. And now we're doing that again for 2021. And also this time trying to get beyond just like a big ambitious plan to what actions they're gonna take, how we're gonna see progress about these issues. And we have folks from across the country organizing debates in writings all over the country. And so that's one of the first ways that folks can get involved is that they can host and organize a debate. And we at Pack are here to support them through this process, provide them with the resources that they need. Um, But then you can also just attend a debate in your writing, bring a friend, bring your family members and just hear what your candidates have to say about the environment and what steps they're going to take. Uh, You can also share the word, spread on social media. And these are just the different ways that you can get involved with debates.
0: In a, you know, in a time of I, I think we're seeing a bit more political division, a little bit more um, heat from the public, sometimes very unsavory. Um, this is something that makes me feel really good and excited about an election and uh, really hearing. Um, from candidates and a focused topic, which sometimes just gets missed, or they choose to decline to answer questions about it. So I think to have this focus space that we know we can go to this and actually hear about the issues that are now I guess, thankfully, finally on on the radar for a majority of Canadians, you know, climate change and the environment, um, that's just fantastic. And to have 100 is is a lot. And so that's that's a huge um, project underway. So I encourage all our listeners to check it out. I know I'm very excited to listen to some of the ones coming up in uh, southern Ontario. Um, So you did also mention one of the other areas you're um, uh, focusing. There is an endorsement campaign, as with the previous election. So, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about how this works, and um, why is it important to have a campaign like this?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, particularly in an election like this, which is taking place in thirty-six days instead of on a legislated timeline, it—you know—I mean, it—it's it, work for voters to find out who they want to choose to elect to represent them. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, our goal is to get more environmental leaders elected to office where they can affect change so our endorsements are a little bit different than other groups. Um, And you know there's there are groups out there actually like 350 who I know you spoke to earlier today who do endorsements. Um, and those are awesome and worth checking out too. What we do at Green is endorse leaders across all the major parties. So, no matter what your political stripes, you have a candidate that you can choose to um, help get to office, as I mentioned earlier. And the way we do it is um, by looking not at what their party platforms are or their um, commitments are right now during this election, because anybody can say anything on the campaign trail. It's still really important to know what they're saying for sure. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but what we want to know is you know what have they done for the environment in their past jobs or if they've been elected to another office before whether provincially municipally you know maybe within their um uh, on, on a council role in an indigenous government what have they been doing to lead for the environment what track record do they have what um, leadership skills and strengths are they bringing to office if they make it there and um, um we do it through an independent expert panel. So, you know, um, we make sure that we have a nonpartisan group of uh, folks from around the country who can bring a regional lens and bring different subject matter expertise to make the call on who who should earn our endorsements.
1: That's so great to hear your approach to this and, and kind of, I guess, the methodology that you use uh, for this campaign. And I think it's really great because as you kind of alluded to, it's really easy to say, you know, all these things but to actually then act on it is another thing and we need to make sure that all of our candidates and not even just candidates but any leader in our community um, has the um, intention to act and kind of I guess what their track record is um, with these with these topics so if it hasn't become obvious to um, our listeners yet um, the the work that you all do at uh, Green Pack really highlights an issue that is on the minds of more and more people every day it's impacting the lives of people more than ever before and that issue is climate change um, of course and i'm i would love to get both of your thoughts on this um so sarah maybe we can start with you and then essay if you want to add anything afterwards i would love to hear what you have to say about this also uh, so my question is do you think um this issue of climate change is getting the attention it deserves in part party platforms and More importantly, um, is that attention mainly to appease public concern or to actually take meaningful action on this
2: issue? Yeah, Um, thanks for that question, um, Rev. I think, um, well, I I should say Green PAC doesn't actually take policy stances, so we don't comment on party platforms. but I, I will say like you know every party now knows maybe after 2019 um, maybe partly thanks to that 100 debates on the environment that they need a serious uh, they need to take climate change seriously if they want to get elected to government and polls are reminding them that of that um, all the time like last week Vote Compass surveyed 34,000 Canadians and found that the environment including climate change was the top issue nationally. Um, and, and that means that like Canadians are deeply concerned about it, whether that's because of um, you know, the pandemic Uh, and people realizing the interconnections or because they know that uh, climate and the economy and our health are all intersected Um, so uh, like I think candidates know it um, but whether we're just getting platitudes or real plans like I I think that's the question um, real commitments that that you're asking and I, I guess what I would say is that you know that's what 100 debates is for. (laughs) Um, It's one of the ways that voters can make sure um, that they know what their um, candidates are committing to and and how they plan to get to Ottawa and and show serious action and um, it's a place where they can um, like making this conversation happen in a public forum which will be recorded it's a way for for voters to be able to not just hear those commitments but to hold them accountable down the road in the next four years once they're in office to follow up and say you know you said this now what have you done
1: that's great yeah thank you for clarifying that also I say I would love to ask this question to you too but maybe I'll uh, rephrase it to be a bit more general Um, so do you think the issue of climate change is getting the attention it deserves just in general um, during, during this election period?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd say right now, it's a really tough decision for a lot of folks to focus in on what one thing they should be the most concerned about. We're having this election still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we're dealing with health issues. We're dealing with jobs and the economy. We're dealing with so many things that people are equally worried about. And so I think the environment is still important to a lot of people. But like we're seeing with um, getting organizers, people just have so much they're involved with from the pandemic and working from home remotely and trying to fit in all these concerns is just, it's tough right now. A lot of people are struggling with those choices and really taking that, um, making that a political decision and how they make that decision about what's best for them and their families, I think is a really, really tough thing right now. Um, but yeah, we're seeing a lot of interest still. We're still seeing that folks really want to do this. Uh, we're at about 70 or so debates right now and people are still signing up. So I think, yeah, there is some interest and attention.
0: Essay, you, you bring up such a good point, actually. And, and of course, Sarah, as well, you know, it is it, it's it's really tricky because climate change, of course, we know it's an important issue. And but there is that reality of what is the, the current issue? What is the immediate issue? Of course, the short term often gains more political favor with short-term events like a, you know, a snap election and polls, of course, changing from day to day. Um, It's really interesting to think that sadly climate change often can't, can't compete with these uh, these short-term needs um, or it can't find a place among the platform. So I think it's really great that, you know, listeners do follow the organizations we're speaking with, including your own, because you are committed That topic, and that's something people can reliably go to. So, thank you for bringing it up again. And and we will continue to promote it like 100 Day Debates for the Environment. People can depend on having that topic get the coverage it deserves. So, that's really great. And you know, to continue to that point, there is no shortage of issues. And I'm gonna hone in on young people right now who, you know, among all the issues you've covered, you know, there's burnout, there's mental health issues. There's of course COVID and and really young people, those under 12, they have a whole other slew, you know, can they even get us a vaccine yet? Um, And among all of this, unfortunately, on-campus voting has been cancelled by Elections Canada. Um, It got quite a bit of coverage on Twitter, not the best kind of coverage for them. And we've asked this question to the other guests we've spoken with. So, so far, 350 Canada. uh, There's a real risk here that voter turnout might decline significantly among that cohort. And we already know, since the previous election, Gen Z and millennials are now the largest voting block. So would you want to share some thoughts about this? Um, I, I think Green Pack really does appeal to a younger audience as well. It appeals, appeals to everyone. But I know they're particularly focused on uh, these climate change issues more currently than others. How can we how can we deal with this? Are there ways we can also tackle that risk of declining voter turnout? Maybe I'll get a, a response from each of you. So Sarah, did you want to go first?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, as as I already said, it's a tricky election, like it's coming on the heels of the pandemic and we've got 36 days and, um, you know, right at the end of the summer and start of the new school year. So it's, it's a tricky time to begin with. Um, I, I, you know, I think engagement is like feeling engaged in the issues is the key to getting people to vote. Uh, although, you know, the number of times I've heard politicians say if it just weren't a rainy day, the voter turnout would have been better. Um, <laughs> so it's about countering apathy, which is why, um, you know, we're doing 100 debates. It's so people who, um, you know, feel passionate about an issue can actually hear what candidates plan to do and then decide that they have deserved to their vote. Um, and lots of our organizers are coming from the youth community. And it's something that happened in 2019, too. Like, there were just some, like, really incredibly inspiring stories of organizers who were, well, I mean, in one case in um, Manitoba, we had uh, a group of grade seven kids that helped to host the debate. Wow. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, th- I think I'll turn it over to
3: Essay, but... Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. We have a bunch of youth right now who are involved in this in different ways. We've got high school folks, we've got folks who are just starting out university, and this is going to be like that first month for them where they're in university, like going, starting September 7th, a lot of them starting school, and they're still involved. So I think, yes, there might be a lower turnout, but they're still showing up. And one thing is finding ways to connect these folks to the broader community and sort of amplify their messages and what they're talking about so their friends can hear about it and their family hears about it and it's really just like getting that one step at a time spread from one person to the 10 people they know and talk to on a daily basis and one by one i think we'll be getting more people to really step up and show up
0: i think having those those um those champions those leaders through groups like this can really help those networks take off i think you know, social media has value, but word of mouth still has enormous value connections among people who are, you know, sharing these common concerns. So those are some great suggestions. And we're going to keep, you know, asking this question to get more ideas, because I know young people are keen, and I think they just sometimes feel a little disenfranchised when announcements like this come about. So thanks so much for sharing those ideas.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to hear that there is some type of youth leadership within Green Pack. And I think it really comes through your in your in the work and the, the materials that you're putting out, something that we've talked about before. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about in in part two of this um, kind of mini election series is just how um, it, it can be really difficult for youth to navigate the elections and figure out what all these fancy words mean and um, you know, like understand. What people are actually saying and it's the work of green pack and all the other organizations including many that we did not get a chance to talk to um who are putting out really great election material campaigns and and you know like for example the hundred debates um which really help youth and others navigate um this this really uh difficult um yeah difficult environment so to wrap up before we let you go, we, um, I'm sure there's lots of listeners who are really excited to participate in the 100 Debates of, for the Environment and also check out some of the endorsement campaigns and other things that you folks are doing. Um, after this conversation, where can, where can our listeners connect with you um, to continue this conversation, to support Green Pack, to uh, see if there's a debate happening close to them or maybe even host one in their community?
3: Yeah, so the 100 Debates website is 100debates.ca, and it's 100 Debates on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and then we also have the Green Pack website, which is greenpac.ca, and Green Pack on most social media accounts as well.
1: Amazing. Thank you. We'll be sure to link in all the websites and the social media in our episode notes for anyone who would like to uh, connect with Green Pack. Um, Sarah and Essay, thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really appreciate the conversation and really excited to see the work that you uh, both continue to do.
2: Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Take care.
1: All right, folks, that is it for right now. This is only one of the four episodes where Rahul and I talk to different community groups and organizations about climate change, civic engagement, and the upcoming election. Make sure you check them out and follow the Lussie Revolution podcast on your favorite platform if you like what you've been hearing. And as always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Shade of Mitty or at shadeofmitty.ca. You can follow my amazing co-host Rahul on Twitter at SustainSaga. Thanks so much for listening.